Thanks for joining us today at BIB Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. The Greater Vancouver Board of Trade's latest survey of business and the general public finds what my guest has termed increased anxiety about the direction of the economy. The worries that people had entering the federal election do not seem to have been addressed either. My guest today is Bridget Anderson, CEO and president of the board. Great to see you. Great to catch up. Nice to see you, Kirk. Well, uh, let's go at the top line findings in all of this. Uh, tell me about uh, apprehension. You know, you said the word anxiety, and I think we could add in uncertainty and just some nervousness about what the next few months are going to be. I've heard a lot of people say it's going to be a bumpy fall and winter, and I think that's correct. When you look at things like, well, we've got the, some latest inflation numbers, so inflation is on the rise, the rising cost of goods, and we're talking everything from food to semiconductors to gasoline to to bicycles and golf clubs. So really the rising cost of goods is enormous. We have an, incre- an increasing and a crucial labor shortage. And then we have businesses that have taken on a lot more debt during the pandemic and wondering how they're going to get out of that when the government has also taken on more debt to support them. So a lot of anxiety right now. You, you get the sense that there's a bit of a race going on right now on who's gonna try to retire debt sooner. Is, is, is it going to be government or is it going to be uh, the private sector? Um, are people worried about increased taxes coming down the pipe? Well, we all know we have to pay for this somehow. And uh, our friends over at the CFIB did a, a great study that really looked at the rising cost of debt that uh, small businesses particularly have taken on. And in average, on average in British Columbia, small businesses have taken on about $140,000 of debt over the pandemic. And yes, the government has offered a lot of uh, subsidies to help businesses and individuals through the pandemic, but now the government's taken on $400 billion in COVID recovery. So the deficit and the debt continue to grow. We all know we have to pay that off. So if that's going to come in through rising taxes, we already have a tax system that is making it very difficult, particularly for small businesses to get ahead. So that's where that increased uncertainty and anxiety is coming from as well. Yeah, because there doesn't appear at this point to be a growth plan out of all of this. There's a repair plan, but not necessarily a growth plan, at least not one that's imminent. So is one of the anxieties about business the fact that some of this pain is going to protract here? Well, let's just look at it from the labor pool, if you will. So we have labor shortages. We know that they are there in tourism, food and accommodation, but they also exist in retail and construction and a few other industries as well. So if we're looking for growth and you're looking to add more jobs to your company, there is already a labor shortage. And then you add in the affordability factor, which very clearly came through in our survey as well. And we know that even pre-pandemic, there were affordability issues in greater Vancouver, and it is getting worse. So all of that compounding together just makes it a really difficult picture. And so then you're looking to the government for ways to grow out of this economy. And you're right, we haven't heard a lot of that in the campaign. So what is the economic growth plan? And where would that be? You know, We've heard concerns about climate change, uh, we've heard the concerns about infrastructure and housing. So there are initiatives that the federal government, whomever it might be, could put in place to help start growing the economy. But we're really looking for those details, and I haven't seen them. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that came quite clearly through in the in the Mustel Group survey for the board had to do with labor. And 
every it seems to me that every moment that a business leader is is attending to a labor shortage is a a moment that could be used more profitably right so so what what are the keys here that business pointing to is it uh, to ramp up immigration get the credentials what 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 are the 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 secrets in this one to uh, to effect a, a smaller labor shortage well, it, it is a complex issue. So even if we go back pre-pandemic, and it really is hard to think about that, but if we go back to pre-pandemic, we did a survey with our members. And so we heard very clearly about 60% of businesses in our region pre-pandemic were having difficulties attracting and recruiting and, and retaining talent. And that was really quite a bit aligned with the affordability around housing. And now adding in the labor shortage, and as we say, that is quite acute across many industries, a couple of things could be done to solve this issue or to at least address the issue. Immigration is, is definitely one of those factors. And during the pandemic, let's not forget that many of those workers who would have been in some of those frontline jobs uh, let's take Australia, for example, a lot of those workers have not been able to come back in from because of their, their visa, the situation with pandemic between the two countries. Uh, and then we have other immigration has really crawled to a stop basically during the pandemic, which would fill some of those jobs. But the other factor I think that we can't forget is many of those workers in those industries decided to leave during the pandemic. They might have been retrained or reskilled and gone to the tech sector, for example. And then, of course, uh, you know, anecdotally, but it is also, I think there's some evidence out there that talks about the number of people that just took a step back, whether that was women um, having to look after their children during the pandemic or be caregivers to elderly parents, or whether people just took a step back in general and were, were using some of those subsidies to help them um, in this time. So there's a lot of factors at play, but the government certainly, whichever government is going to be could address immigration, could address uh, some of the challenges around affordability and housing to really help uh, employers attract. So th these subsidies have proven, of course, immensely beneficial in helping businesses sustain themselves. And I think nobody would question that. But nobody would have expected that here we would be in September 2021 and not just still have some of them, but actually still have a huge demand for them because that was also a finding of the poll, which is businesses worry that, you know, the, the fire hose is going to be shut down here and then it's going to be a trickle or, or not even any water into you. Um, it's, it's a strange, bizarre contradiction, isn't it? Well, when you think that the federal government has spent over 400 billion on COVID relief, that is a lot of money. And it all comes from one source. It is all taxpayers' money in the end. But yeah. then we're in the middle of a fourth wave. And don't forget that the experience that we're having here in our region is quite different to experiences that might be in Alberta or Ontario, other provinces. So uh, understanding that, you know, in the fourth wave and, uh, you know, some of these businesses, while we have the vaccine card play in place here in British Columbia, which is helping to keep the doors open and to keep people working in other jurisdictions, you know, we are seeing that there's uh, people are, are hesitant or reluctant to go out to some of these places. And so for those businesses, they want to make sure that the subsidies exist. But I do think that we need to pause and to really understand that this money has to end at some point and it can 
but we also have to have measures in place to help businesses get back on their feet and to grow. And so one, one example, and it's actually a BC example, but their, um, their digital grant that helped be, uh, companies uh, kind of reform, I guess, or to, to launch online digital uh, yeah. products and services, I think was really helpful for a number of businesses because we all know the digital transformation has happened. So what could the federal government do to continue that kind of support to ensure that businesses are, are able to meet the changing needs of their consumers and customers? Is, is there a worry, do you think, I mean, you're in the downtown with the board and uh, I, I get into the downtown pretty well every day and I still see it rather a little hollowed out for the time being. There still aren't nearly as many people down there. The hospitality and tourism sectors are uh, are critical to the local economy, to you know, to to Vancouver jobs in this case. And yet it appears as if that isn't coming back um, in, in in any way strong anytime soon. So again, are we looking there at extended uh, subsidies at a federal and a provincial level? maybe even a municipal level, in order to make this work out for those people? Well, I'm sitting in the office uh, in the downtown core. I'm looking out the window. It looks busier than it did for sure six months ago, but it's still pretty quiet because lots of people are still working remotely. We are seeing more employers encouraging their employees to get back to work, and the vaccine card is just one of those tools that's helping that along. But I think that the whole nature of work has changed forever. I don't know that people are going to be back in the office five days a week ever again. And so there are implications for other businesses in the downtown core. You mentioned uh, hospitality, but what about the local dry cleaner or the shoe repair person or some of those other uh, little businesses that support offices, you know, those ones have really suffered in the last while as well. And so we do need to have some thoughtful consideration about what the downtown core is going to look like and how we can make some changes to ensure that it we are bringing it back to a thriving environment again. And that's not an easy one to unwind because the nature of work is going to change and has changed. But it is something we need to think about. It, having international students back, uh, and, and maybe not the levels that we were, but having them back certainly helps our downtown core as well. So it is a very gradual return, but I am concerned that we're not going to get back to where we were because we're just not gonna work the way we did. Um, a question uh, for you about the board itself. And uh, because the, one of the board's activities, of course, is, is advocacy on behalf of a community that is rather diverse and disparate in, in business. There's no question there. But um, do, do you feel like the voice of business is being heard throughout the pandemic about the post-pandemic period? Or has it really been focused quite a bit around the actual depth and, and detail of the pandemic's effects? Well, one thing I would say is that I was pleasantly surprised with the level of collaboration and response. And I would say collaboration among the business community and then with government and all levels of government throughout the pandemic. Government has been very willing to meet with us, to hear our concerns and to really understand the depth of COVID. I would say, though, that and this would be for government and for many businesses and individuals, we have been so focused on the present about trying to get day to day that it's very difficult to put ourselves down the road, whether it's six months or six years to understand what those implications are. 
there's some really good thinking about what the future might look like. But because things have changed so much in the last two years, you know, if you think about if we had this conversation six months ago, we were all thinking we were going to be in stage four of BC's reopening plan now. We're going to have a, you know, a double vac summer and we were going to be great right now. And that's not the case. The fourth wave is proving to be much more challenging. And so I think it is difficult to be able to plan to see what it's what the future is going to be like. But we do have to put more time and energy into that because I personally think that life is a bit about expectations. And as we were going through the pandemic, we thought, oh, you know, in six more months, it's going to be better. Or, you know, in a few more months, it's going to be better. I think we're in this for another couple of years and maybe not as bad as it has been or where we are now, but I think it's going to be very bumpy for two years at least. And so when we're doing that, how do you then deal with the day-to-day and plan for the future? It's really difficult and human minds don't necessarily work that way. Yeah. I think you and I have both had our uh, our titles and jobs for about the same period. <laughs> and so I think you could, it was a little bit of a parallel there, Bridget, but one the one thing I'd, I'd ask is a little bit of perspective from you on all of this is um, do you feel like the relationship between the business sector and government, two governments that, you know, haven't always been very business friendly, but might be increasingly so now, have have you found that there is a bit of a thawing of that relationship, a little bit more of, um, of a trust situation with each other? Great question. Um, you know, it's something I say publicly and I say privately to to all levels of government is that I, I really focus on policy and not politics. And I think that focus would be the same for many people in business um, in the last, we're in 18 months now of the pandemic. So focusing on policy, I think, takes some of that rhetoric out of the discussions maybe previously. Not to say it doesn't exist, because it certainly does. And then we're in the middle of a federal election campaign, and we are seeing politics at play. But I do see government, all levels of government, trying to better understand the impacts of the pandemic on business and individuals. I think we're always going to disagree about how to get out of it and how to get there. And I, I but I think there is more constructive discussion. Um, we're not always happy with everything government does. And that's the role of business is to really push government to act more on our behalf and to have a free and open economy. But there is more willingness to listen. And, and that's a good start. Yeah. Uh, last point, and I think we're asking a lot of people this, uh, these days uh, at BIV, asking a lot of business leaders on what are their expectations of a new government? I, I think it goes back to what I was just saying a, a moment ago. I want whoever wins the election, and people please get out and vote, uh, whoever wins the election is to keep those lines of communication open to have, you know, to talk about policy, not politics. It's going to be really tough to solve some of these very, very significant and complex challenges that are facing individuals and businesses in our economy. So it takes a lot of great minds to come together. So you've got to remove the rhetoric from those discussions. So that would be my biggest ask. And then if I 
had a second ask, I would say be bold because it does take boldness and innovation to come out of really challenging situations. And so I'd love to see some out of the box thinking and some boldness as we address these problems. Yeah, well, let's wait and see. We don't have much time to wait actually. It's uh, coming quite quickly. We'll find out next week about some of the determinations of uh, federal government anyway. Bridget, always good to see you and uh, stay well, stay safe. You too, Kirk. It was great to do this. Thanks. Bridget Anderson is the CEO and President of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. I'm Kirk Point, Publisher and Editor-in-Chief at Business in Vancouver. Thanks for watching.